Hey everyone, this is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. I was thinking about those narcissists again this morning. I heard a podcast that just brought me back to um, the past for a few moments. Um, I was married to a narcissist. I think I've explained this before in one of my other podcasts because, um, you know, it's funny how you can become an expert at something. <clears throat> and based on 14 years of marriage, I guess that made me pretty much an expert of living with a narcissist because... He was diagnosed as one, actually. So um, I'm here to tell you that I'm not I'm not a, a perfect person to take advice from, but I've been there, done that. And today I thought about all those caregivers who get uh, that narcissists are so attracted to because caregivers are so susceptible to being in a relationship with narcissists because we are so giving and and caring and naturally we're nurturers which is it's right up their alley everything that they want and so i think that we become easy targets so today i want to give you a few clues okay you probably already have these in your head you feel them already if you're in a relationship that you suspect the person to be unhealthy for you or is a narcissist you'll know if you're feeling it already, you already know. So what do you do about it, right? You're a caregiver to someone who's a narcissist or you're in a relationship where you need their support so you can continue caregiving with someone. Um, one thing that you always have control over is your boundaries. Now, you don't have control over how someone else is going to respond to your boundaries, but you have control over whether you want to set those boundaries. And to be honest with you, if you're in a relationship that feels bad all the time, you feel like off and on, it always goes back to that that feeling of this is wrong. There's something wrong here and you don't know what it is or you do, but it's always feeling wrong. Now that is a sign of a very unhealthy relationship. And by now we all know the toll it takes on our bodies to be even in a caregiving relationship because of the stress of taking care of someone is very intense on a daily basis. But when you subject yourself to being in a relationship with someone who does the same thing, it can cause the same type of mental stress and physical stress on the body. Over time, you can become seriously ill if you're in a bad relationship. And that's why today I want to talk with you about um, not ignoring your gut feeling. And listen, you are going to feel worse later if you stay with someone who's a narcissist. There's not a good time ever to leave a relationship. There really isn't. Because life is always stressful. We always bring into our life so much stuff. And as caregivers, we already are in that situation. So a, care, a narcissist could really see that you feel trapped. And the best thing to do is to not show that you are trapped, that you need them. I mean, becoming more independent really threatens the relationship to a narcissist. When you start, be, and you'll see it, you'll start reaching out to friends. You'll start having a life again and you'll not be putting them first. And that's when the, the you know what hits the fan. That's when they start getting upset and they'll try to sabotage your career or your friendships. And so you see, it's not going to get better. And so the best thing to do is from the start, start setting those boundaries. Now, I'm not saying that you have to leave someone because they're a narcissist. You can learn to live with someone who is, but it's going to be very challenging because you have to be the kind of person like I was to set healthy boundaries, but it's a constant resistance because all you do when you set boundaries for a narcissist is they say challenge accepted. You know, they really see that you're a, a force to, to reckon with and they love a challenge like that. Now, some of them don't, they, they will get angry and leave and then still be upset with you. 
and make your life um, not, not very comfortable from that point on. So depending on who you're with, this is about caregiving when you are married or in a relationship with a narcissist or if you're actually taking care of someone who is. The bottom line is you have to always come back to the number one thing. And I always say it's self-care, it's self-love. When you love yourself, other people will love you too. And a narcissist may not even love you. Of course, they love themselves more than you. So if you start loving yourself, you're going to start seeing and feeling more and more uncomfortable. And as you set boundaries, they're only going to do two things. Like I said before, they're going to either leave you because you aren't submitting to their set of rules, or they're going to stay and make adjustments. Now, they might seem to be making adjustments, and you could misinterpret that as change, but it's not. It's always temporary. That's why whenever you get in a relationship with someone like that, and they start talking to you all nice and doing things for you, and then you think, oh, they're changing because you have this hope that they will change, but they won't. It's temporary because they always want to have the upper hand. And you'll see the patterns over and over. Okay, so here's some signs, things to think about right now. Have you ever ended a relationship because the other person was too selfish? Good. <laughs> That's all I can say. Good for you. Smart move. Do you Have you uh, had clear boundaries that you enforced about what types of behaviors you will or will not tolerate from a romantic partner? Do you have them? Like you have got to have them. They have them. You can see it clearly what their boundaries are. So you need to play the game fairly for yourself. So in a relationship, um, if a relationship began wonderfully, like that happened with me, my husband would sit, my uh, ex-husband would sit down and read with me and talk with me and go shopping with me. And he'd even like volunteer to hold my purse while I was shopping, you know, such a saint, you know, oh my gosh, such a great guy. And I was thoroughly convinced I was very young. 24. And I was thoroughly convinced that this guy was just great. He had a great job. He was super nice. He was thoughtful. And the minute we got married or even engaged, it started to change. And I thought, oh, I justified it and said, it's probably just the, the, you know, marriage and all the stress coming up here when we were engaged. And when I threw my wedding ring out the window into the gravel, like two times, I probably should have realized that that's when I should have stopped the relationship and not got married. You know, you just don't know when you're in it. That's why I'm here to help you today. If you're doing any of these things or saying any of these things to your partner, do not, I repeat, do not get married unless you like to live in a living hell for the rest of your life or however long you're together. Some people have to learn the hard way. Some people will not listen to good advice from people who've been there. Uh, and some people just need to learn the lessons the hard way. I hope you're not that person. I hope that you actually can be helped by this podcast today. But I've been there. And I know people who have been there. And when you get out of a relationship like that, it's very hard at first. It's it's so hard, especially during times like right now where finances are out the window. But I believe in God. So I believe that God always provides and he, always, he she, always has provided for me and my kids. So... I'm going to encourage you that when it gets scary and you don't want to leave, you know, who are you going to trust with your life, your creator or the narcissist? I mean, wh who does it come down to, right? And that sounds kind of harsh, but if you don't believe in, your, in God and you believe in a creator or higher power, you weren't created to be abused. You weren't created to be neglected. And just because you made a choice doesn't mean you can't change your mind and back out. So that's what you need to do if you're in a relationship that's causing you harm or your kids harm. You know, if nothing else, think about your children. They're learning from you what to tolerate in a relationship. 
So if nothing else, at least talk to them about how wrong it is and that you have such low self-esteem that you're working on, but you're staying with that person because you don't have the strength to leave or you don't know how to do it. At least be honest with your kids. Don't let them think it's okay. Don't just tolerate and make excuses for the person who's doing it. I know I'm hard. I'm being a hard talk today, but this is super important right now. There's so many people suffering in relationships and they don't need to. You know, being alone is not alone. I, I don't like that the world sets you up to think that you have to be with a partner. I've been single for over 20 years and I've, I was never happy when I was married. I wasn't married the first time I wasn't happy. And it's because I wasn't whole. I wasn't healed. And now that I am whole and healed, I don't feel the need I just don't. And I know that most men my age are not going to tolerate someone as smart as I am. Most Because men, it's statistically proven that men want to be smarter than their, than their female partners. And, and also, they don't like strong females. And I am very strong and independent. So I've accepted that, and I don't feel like it's a loss at all. I'm very proud of who I am, and I'm at peace with myself. There's such a higher purpose than being in a relationship with someone. And some of us just feel that way. Now, if you feel like you need to be in a relationship and you really want that, great, then do it. But don't settle for being in a relationship where you feel like every day it's a struggle. So don't, don't set those boundaries, okay? If you have already rejected them for bad behavior, do not take them back. That is key. You're seriously, it's like training a dog. Not that men or women are dogs, but narcissists, they really are pretty much, they act like dogs. They, there's a certain set of rules and they'll bite you if you don't do it. And so if you already are rejecting them, do not take them back. That's a solid rule that you have to abide by because it's highly unlikely that they will behave any differently in the future. Highly. That means like 95% chance they won't. Also, number two, I'm going to say, if they did not respect your boundaries in the beginning of the relationship, they will not respect your boundaries later. If you don't believe me, try, try it out. Try it out. Test them out. When you play hard to get, people say, women have to play hard to get with those men or they'll take advantage of you. You ever heard that before? Yeah. You know, it's a game people started playing because narcissists or men who were uh, over dominating men, they were using women and the women thought, well, I better play hard to get. So they feel like they have something to come back to. So they do this thing. It's a game. And boy, I know I did it. And every time I did it, it worked. I did it throughout my whole relationship. That's why we stayed married for 14 years. But it was a huge, uh, a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort. And I look back now, I thought, well, what could I have been doing with my time? So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just explaining to you guys that, that, you know, trust your gut. The bottom line is trust your gut. If it's not a good relationship and it's repeatedly bad, trust your gut. Get out while you can and you're young and you can do get to know yourself better and decide how to heal that heart of yours that's attracting those men or setting boundaries, at least for yourself, to enjoy your life. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Even if you have to work, if you feel like you have to work hard, it still should be enjoyable. And then we're going to come down to when you're taking care of a narcissist. Now, you may not be able to leave. I understand that, but you also can set boundaries. The fun thing and the cool thing about being a caregiver to a narcissist is they need you. It's entirely different. There's a shift that happens when a person who's a narcissist in your life suddenly needs your help and they're at the mercy. It drives them crazy, but it's actually good for them. 
And uh, I think that's when you can actually turn the tables. I met a lady. She wanted to buy some yarn for me on, on uh, online. She came to my house and she started telling me how she makes these beautiful um, crafts and stuff with the yarn. And then somehow she started telling me about her relationship with her husband and how he's abusive with her. I don't know what it is about women with me, but they tend to open up with me. I think they see my strengths. She's like, well, wow, you're independent. You're here. And we were talking. And it was like, oh, no, I couldn't leave my husband. I said, why? Because I need his social security. And I said, well, I understand the financial burdens, but is he abusive? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, but not anymore. And I said, what? He's always hit you? Yeah. He's hit you? She's like, yeah. I go, and you're staying for what? A social security check? And she goes, yep. <laughs> I don't understand that. I know there's many of you maybe out there listening or maybe not. <laughs> but how do you stay in a relationship? It's almost like being paid to be abused. Why would you do that? You could go get a job where you're not being abused. Maybe you don't even like it, but that's better than being abused so you can get money. So anyway, she says to me, oh, no, it's good now. And I said, why? And she said, because... He's, he can't get out of the, uh, off the couch. He can't hit me. He can't. And he, when he yells at me, I actually got so mad with him the other day. I looked at him and said, if you ever talk to me like that again, I will leave. And she, he has nobody else but her. And I couldn't help but laugh. I don't mean to be mean, but that was a good feeling for her that she had the upper hand, but it's not good because then she becomes vindictive and also, you know, she's feeling like she has to take advantage of this situation to, to show him, now it's my turn to be mean to you, which is really not good for your mental well-being. You're just going to feel guilty if you do that. But here's what you do have, leverage. Thank goodness, because when that narcissist needs your help, he has to be nice if you have boundaries. He has to be kind to you to get what he wants. And that's a totally different way of being for a narcissist. So what you need to be is patient with them. Be patient with them as they're learning uh, or hire another caregiver. And if they're abusing that caregiver, set the same boundaries for the person you hire. Say, no, you're not going to talk to that person that way. This is how we behave as human beings, being kind to each other because you're in a position of needing help. And we don't have to give help to you. We're doing it because we care about you. So just have that talk with them every day. That is kind of cool, don't you think? I mean, the, everything shifts. Now, if they're going to stay abusive and, and all that, you know, you can withhold favors. Now, don't withhold things like food, sleep, and all the things they need. But you certainly don't need to give them a lot of perks, like a TV in their bedroom and all kinds of things. You know, those are things. It's almost like you have a child in your care. It really is. And I'm not being disrespectful towards adults and people. These are narcissistic people who don't care about you, and now you're caring for them. And that's a very hard situation to be in as a caregiver because you can become so resentful. But you don't have to make their life super, super great. All you have to do is provide the basics, be kind, be nice, uh, and don't let them affect you. You have the upper hand now in, in how you are treated, not in the upper hand in how you treat them, okay? So you have control. Don't you just love it? You have control every time, no matter whether you're with somebody or whether you're not. There's no excuse for sitting around being abused or putting up with stuff. When you can set boundaries, things will change. Yes, they will leave or they will stay, but you will be facing yourself and, and being kind to yourself, which is what you should be for, for who you are and what you're made to be. You were made to be loved and you were made to give love. And that's what caregivers do. 
And I just hope you include yourself in the care you give. I went on a little longer because usually when I'm really passionate about something, I will do that. So excuse me for making it a little bit longer today. But you guys, I care about you. And I'm also making a journal right now. I want to tell you that I made a journal called Finding Yourself in Caregiving. So if you go and you contact me at www.samdam.com, that's my website. Or if you want to get a copy of it, look it up on Amazon. I'm going to have it up there within a week. And it's a journal to help you get to know yourself and learn through retro introspective of the questions that are inside the journal and also keep your thoughts organized. And I think it's going to help you a lot. So I worked hard on it and I just want to make sure you guys have a place to start. And it's about getting unstuck in caregiving. It's called uh, finding yourself in caregiving. Okay, guys, I'm going to put that poster, the link down below once I get it up on Amazon. So thanks for listening. And don't forget to include yourself in the care you give by trusting your gut and setting good boundaries. Okay, guys, bye for now.